I am really missing everybody. Um, I'm missing being with you all. I'm missing worshipping with you. I'm missing getting hugs. I'm missing eye contact. I'm missing coffee together. I'm missing chats around the back of the building. I'm, I'm missing listening to teaching and preaching together. I'm missing praying for one another, breaking bread. I'm, I'm missing you guys. And uh, uh, but we have this and this is the best that we have right now we thank god for at least the digital connection we can make and i really trust the holy spirit is going to use uh, every part of this technology to help us stay connected to one another hear god together and sustain a sense of church and family um and i was thinking about this whole thing and i have kind of like two themes this morning really that are themes for the times themes for the times that we're in things that are in been in my heart now for several weeks just actually two scriptures that have been uh, pulsing away one about the open door out of revelation and one about not neglecting to meet together and thinking about what does that mean in a current setting and so i'm thinking about how much i'm missing you how much i guess we're missing each other uh, although we can do this and we've got various zoom chats and small group zoom chats and people are contacting one another for coffee after this virtual meeting all great fantastic um and and there's there's a there's a bible word for what we're missing there's actually a greek word how about that you get some greek today for what we're what we're missing in in acts 242 it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to fellowship to breaking of bread to prayer and uh, that word fellowship is uh, you can pronounce it different ways but koinonia in the greek word and it, it literally means sharing a common life sharing intimacy contact sharing in the spirit um and, and that's kind of puts the expressions to it really that's what that's the bit that we're missing we have quite a lot of things we can do digitally and and we're probably exploring more and more the the strength of it and the possibility of of the internet and what we can do uh, just looking at the the worship track that the hope sounds guys have released tim uh is just incredible what they pulled together in lockdown so th i'm sure there's more we can explore more possibility more connection and yet something about this sharing of this common life is never going to quite happen no matter how long we stare into a camera or at a screen because we're not together and there's something in us that wants to be together and uh, it's not it's church online but church online is not fully church it's it's part of it it's uh, it's a it's a good part of it but it's not the whole story um we can do some good stuff we can enjoy some worship we can do a bit of preaching and teaching in this this kind of way but it's not the whole thing and i think it's important we don't get distracted by that in this season and and that we're grateful for what we have but don't think that this is like totally the new way forward we never actually meet ever again we just do it online i think we're missing something wholesome something incredibly biblical about the actual gathered church if we if we adopt that and yet this is a time of incredible opportunity to learn to gather to share with this medium this digital medium so thank god for what we have really really missing 
the koinonia, the together, because we're made, we're made to belong. This word tells us that how we're made is to belong, to to have that human contact, to have that closeness, not just as uh, biological families, if you like, or friends, but the whole church, the church of God, the local church is meant to experience koinonia in its gathering. And so you have in scripture this idea of, of, of people meeting house to house. Actually, that scripture we, we read in Acts 2.42 goes on to say they met house to house breaking bread and in the temple courts. In those days, that was like the big place to meet. So potentially, well, there was. There was thousands in that early church and they gathered in their thousands because both expressions had purpose and meaning. And there is purpose and meaning in the small gathering and in the large gathering. And both help us uh, encounter God together, experience God together, sense that we're part of the community of God in the nations uh, with a great purpose. Yeah, and the, the verse that's really on my mind uh, has been Hebrews 10, 24 to 26, which says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. I'm reading in the ESV, not neglecting to meet together. I mean, that's a strange thing to say. Uh, for us right now as is the habit of some so obviously it's possible to get into that habit but encouraging one another all the more and all the more as you see the day drawing near and the next verse is uh, uh, interesting and important to understanding the whole for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth there is no 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 longer remains a sacrifice for sins what what's it saying he's saying and I think the the Passion Translation picks this up. It's possible to get discouraged with just getting together and start to pull away from it. But actually, that's not a good habit to get into because there's encouragement that happens in the gathered church. There's encouragement that happens in the small group. There's encouragement that happens in the temple courts, in the larger gathering. And the outcome of that is we help prevent one another from getting into sin by getting together that starts to insulate us and strengthen us so that we don't fall into sin so it's possible to get a bit more vulnerable to falling into sin when you don't gather and he said do it more when you see the day drawing near and why does he say that because I think the Bible points to the, the kind of end times, which I believe we're in, but the, you get the end times and it gets the end gets closer and closer to when Jesus actually returns. The pressure to not gather increases. So the writer of the Hebrews here is stirring us up to not forget this fact because it's so important to our mutual and corporate encouragement as well as our ability to walk uh, out from deliberate and habitual sin. We actually help keep one another healthy uh, in our walk with God. And that's a powerful thing and a powerful effect of this koinonia, this gathered togetherness. Um, so it's a good time to remember that, uh, although we can't fully fulfill that just now. Um, and that church feel that we have, God in the midst of family, Digital doesn't quite reproduce it, although, you know, I have to say I enjoy the presence of God in our online worship. I enjoy it in the teaching we've had from Anthony and from Nick and the Together service online with that whole thing was so fun and just sense the presence of God. But it's not quite the same as when the whole family is in the house together and the Father, Heavenly Father, shows up and 
does what he wants to do and presences himself amongst us. Um, so I miss belonging and miss connecting. I literally miss being in your presence and I miss his presence in our presence. It's absolutely a unique thing that we are missing out on, although we're doing a great job of doing everything we can uh, with the digital means at our disposal. So Hebrews 10 helps us think ahead to what, what is possible in the future, what's going to come. Uh, I just had some reflections on that, and uh, I think it's important that we remember that gathering together uh, is important, which we've already talked about. Uh, and it's just interesting to look at what's happening right now. Gathering together takes work. It is work. Uh, it's fun, but it takes work to make it happen. Now, Facebook Live, live streaming, YouTube is actually work. Some, a few people are doing intense work to make what we're doing right now possible. Um, but the public and personal gathering of the church, the gathered church, takes a lot of people doing work to make it work for a lot of people. Uh, and that's very, very different. And gathering together takes a level of commitment that watching a Facebook stream or a, a YouTube video doesn't take. It, it takes showing up, it takes uh, paying bills, it takes uh, it takes making coffee, it takes setup, you know, all that stuff, it takes commitment. But actually what that commitment builds is real solid community and we are we are drinking the benefits of the community we've already built right now the fact that we've done this for years we've built friendships we've built solidarity really together means we we have we can draw on the strength of that in this season where we can't get out and actually actually physically be together in in that way so thank god for that thank god for that commitment thank god for that investment uh, and that's going to return to us and we'll be investing again for seasons and who knows what in the future. Uh, and, and community, that commitment to community also builds resource. And uh, the incredible generosity of our community is just, it's just stunning. And I really want to thank you. And I know the elders want to thank you, all of us, for your faithful, steady, regular giving. Your generosity is just stunning and it means right now as a church financially we're in a secure place right now as a church we're able to create it an emergency fund and pump prime primed it and we've started to support people with that money who who just need it right now because of the circumstances we're in but the reality is because you guys are so amazing we've given money out of that fund and there's now more money in it than when we started even though we've given money out of it uh, it has also meant that as, as elders we've looked at this and there's one or two ministries that we know and love that rely so much on itineration for their income and we've been able to put a little bit of money in to support others, other Christian ministries who are just not doing as well as we are and they are so, so grateful. That strength, that resource comes out of our commitment together and what we've built and invested for years and it just in times of testing our sense of community, togetherness, resource, is it's being revealed. The strength and beauty of what is there is being shown. Thank you so much. It is great. It is a good feeling to have. Um, the, the, other, the other side of this is that absence of 
gathering physically, I think is refining our perspective. And for some, I think, regenerating a hunger and desire for the for the gathered church. Because when you don't have it, you start to appreciate in a keener sense what it really means and what you really miss. And when you can have it every week, you can have it midweek, every week, it can end up just like maybe getting a bit fatigued or a bit familiar. And in this season, I know for me, it's sharpening up my, I really want to do this and I can't. Uh, and I think that's good for us. Actually, that can be good in this season to to rev up our, our, uh, our passions for being together uh, and when that chance comes. And uh, some of you have seen the posts of pastors coming in, dancing down the aisles for joy and the posts have gone up and said, I hope Andy does this. Well, you know what? I think I will. Uh, <laughs> that's how excited I am about when that moment comes. And I really hope that lots of you join me because I don't feel like being a lemon dancing down the church on my own. But it just has that sense of joy of gathering uh, is building and the anticipation of that is building. Uh, so that refining a perspective, the reestablishing is, is a value I think is happening in this season. Um, so what am I saying in all of this? Try and pull it together because this is just point one of two really is praise God for the tech. Praise God for what it means that we can do this. Um, and I believe that what we're learning has a massive place in our future. But it can never replace the real thing called church. Uh, it can help us, it, it can keep us going, but it isn't the real thing called church. It can't replace family together. And I sense that God, or the other thing I see, God is renewing our value for an appetite for the gathered church in this season of restriction. And I think that's not just true for us. I'm hearing of churches whose who's virtual small groups are now gathering 90 to 95% of their church because there's such a hunger to, together. And anybody who knows about small groups knows that 75% is world class. Um, our figures would be more like 50, 60% just now. Uh, so there's that, the appetite around the body of Christ is growing uh, and that's to be appreciated, that's to be seen and, and I think to be embraced. Uh, and I think that um, appreciation, I think, is going to lead and is leading, prophetically I sense this, to a renewed ability in all of us to, to look on one another with the excitement of love, leaving aside any kind of past irritations or misunderstandings, just, you know, oh, what the heck, you know, I love you. What the heck, I love you, I think you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, there's things about you that irritate me. There's things about all of us that irritate us about one another. But it's that renewed sense of, I'm going to see the gold, I'm going to see the treasure. Uh, I'm just so glad I can be around someone as treasured as you. Um, so looking ahead, the reality is, talking to people who know a little bit more than I do, we are, we are looking at three to six months before we can do sizable gatherings, you know, a hundred or more. I think it's highly unlikely that we're going to be able to just go from what we're doing now to fully meeting as a church in one jump in June or July. That's looking increasingly not how it's going to roll out. Um, and I think there's going to be different phases and I think we need to perhaps get ahead of this a little bit in our thinking. And each phase can be a good phase where we can learn and benefit from 
we're we're kind of in the digital season now we're in the internet only season and we're gaining from that we're gaining digital skills we're we're upskilling we're also getting more resources to help us do this better and that can live with us beyond the season where that's all we have um it's giving us an internet profile it's given us social media profile you may not realize this but our online services are touching and i'll use that word the the facebook uh, reach is is sometimes in the thousands we go from anything from a thousand to three thousand people that we are touching could be for a, for a minute could be for a few moments could be for the whole thing i suspect there's certainly several hundred that stay on for a significant chunk of our sunday online offering that's quite that's quite a thing to gain in this season of internet only not just the skills but the connection to literally hundreds and, and, and thousands of people in a way we've never done before and couldn't do in a building. And and also in this season, as we've said, there's a renewing, I believe, God of appetite for the gathering and a and a re-appreciation, re that's the wrong word, but coming up with and uh, sensing and increasing our value for that again. Um, I think there's going to be a phase where we can do small gatherings and not big ones. By that, I mean, you know, 10, 20 in a house will be allowable, but not 100 plus or even 50 plus in a room together. And so I think we're going to have a phase where the small group becomes really important. And that can work to our advantage, too, that it's another area that, that, that where we can build connection, fellowship, share life. And do that in a connection where we actually be in the same room as people uh, and for some that can be another rediscovery of the value of house group or small group uh, because there won't be anything else to do <laughs> if you want the connection that we're urged to get uh, by that scripture in hebrews if you want that kind of connectivity which we're, we're urged to do then small groups will be the only way for a season i suspect um, and that's where we can do community worship, small scale, breaking of bread, small scale. So I think that season could be really valuable for renewing us in that realm of small groups. Already we have people doing a great job of hosting small groups, doing virtual small, small groups through Zoom and so on. And that's really cool. But maybe the wisdom for all of us is to think, how do we get ready for a season where we can't do big church, but we can do small church and how am I going to connect to that if I'm not connected to it right now? And, and we are in a place where we could create more virtual small groups. Uh, Jan McFarlane's looking at, at that. And uh, some of our small groups that exist already are able to take on uh, one or two uh, new members to their virtual services. Because I think there'll be a time where that'll be the only thing we could do. It'd be good to have a, a stronger network of small groups. Then I think there'll be a time of larger gatherings but larger may only be 50 so we could end up doing multiple services on a sunday of 50s we're going to have to be creative creative at every point in this and and i trust that at every point we're going to get something beneficial god's going to show us something new and he's going to restore something old he's going to renew something in us in terms of our appetite and our understanding so here we go i think we're in this season learning digitally reaching thousands digitally i think the small group season will re-establish that value and our keenness for that and we'll learn things as we do like digital and small group at the same time i guess 
and then we'll get larger and larger what we can do and each season we'll, we'll grow our sense of of community our sense of togetherness uh it's going to be it's going to be an exciting journey the next few months and, and the final thing just to point that i want to make the final scripture is out of revelation uh, and it's it's a little bit of a gear change but in some ways it's completely connected uh, and it's this idea that excuse me i just roll my notes up it's this idea that uh although all our doors in a sense are shut god's giving us open doors and i can't get out of my head this this uh, scripture in revelation 3 8 uh, where he says to the Philippian church, I know your works. Behold, I've set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you've kept my word and have not denied my name. You know, when God opens a door, nobody can shut it. And uh, the Passion Translation puts this in the margin, that a door having been opened in your sight. So it's not a mysterious door. It's not a round the corner door it's not a door that's in the fog something opens up that they can see and they can walk through um so really while we are in lockdown god is breaking out while our front doors are closed he's opening doors for us and i want us to be alive to that and, and ready for that um this is a time of incredible opportunity for the church to shine uh, for it corporately and individually to walk into and through the opportunities that God's given us to be to be the ambassadors of the kingdom on the earth, to be the powerful sons and daughters that, of, of heaven that we are, and, and, and not, not victims who are shut in, but those who are doing incredible things in a time where everyone is shut in. So I, I just want to give you some examples of that that we've been doing and, and that I think are there for all of us. I think the, the opportunity to pray is amazing and i think steve perkins who's part of hope church wider leadership team heard the lord and he and dish pulled together that amazing 24 7 prayer week the prayer room on facebook and it was incredible the presence of god in those rooms steve led us so well with dish in that and we filled every hour and that's the activity of, of powerful people that's the activity of people who know their god that's the activity of people who know they can make a difference even if they're in their prayer room they can touch heaven and heaven can then touch earth uh, and i just thought about paul and silas you know they when they were arrested they got locked in the inner cell the door was locked their feet were strapped in all they, all they could do was worship and pray and guess what <laughs> the doors got unlocked and a whole family got saved and i think that's what we've been doing we've been worshiping and praying all kinds of things are getting unlocked around us and families are going to get saved and people are going to come to faith so opportunity to pray and i think there'll be more of that to come opportunity to spread hope and good news uh, honestly spreading hope and good news has never been easier um, the the hope sounds worship video we just did a few clicks and we shared it with the we have a whatsapp group in our street of many houses that we were part of helping that get set up so there's a community growing in our street of serving one another and we were able to share that worship uh that worship clip that worship video with our street um every week i click on the share button on the hope family uh, live stream of our uh, of our worship and our time together on a sunday and that then gets shared to all my over 700 friends 
And I think it's just, let's share the hope, let's share the presence, let's share the good news. It's just a click away. Uh, it just reaching people with something good has never been easier. There's an opportunity to share good news right through your Facebook page. I understand that there's a few people, maybe if you're in public life, in politics or somewhere, that wouldn't be smart to do. But for many of us, people already know we're Christians. It's already on our, our information on Facebook or, or uh, Instagram or whatever we use. Just just get that, that finger and give it a click. And suddenly hundreds of other people could get a taste of hope and a taste of good news. It's a time of incredible open door for that. And as I said, literally thousands of people are already being reached. It's an opportunity for us to learn digitally. We've already touched on that and resource. So, you know, buy the right kit. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for individual preparation. You may be a bit shut in, but actually maybe there's a skill you could learn right now. There's a online course you could take. There's a, a book you could read that just get you upskilled for the next season that's coming. Because I think the next season that's coming to us as people, whether it's in our businesses or in terms of church life and activity, the kingdom is a season of increased opportunity. Uh, it's a time where there's an opportunity for miracles everywhere. I've been doing this, uh, join me live online on a, on a Thursday lunchtime at one o'clock and a Friday lunchtime at one o'clock. And we, we've begun to see people healed and miracles and amazing prophetic words come true. Gosh, that was just what I felt I should do. Put it out there and see what God does. Take a risk. I was quite scared, but he's using it. And, and there will be chances for you to see miracles in your life, your family, and for those around you. An opportunity for business and investment. Um, and, and here's some practical things that I've seen. Here's some things that have been happening around us just as, as we close today. Um, We've seen, I've seen our family and medic get the only job available in their speciality in Scotland in this season. We've seen uh, family uh, members of Hope family get houses, dream houses in the middle of this season of lockdown. Uh, one of our Hope family couldn't sell their house and they were trying to buy a brand new house. So the developer changed their policy, offered them a trade-in only at 95% of value. They said that's no good so that they then offered them a trade in at 100 percent of value so the deal was done the house is sold they're going to get their brand new house that's an open door it's an opportunity for miracles online yeah i've already done that uh it, it's an opportunity for hope sounds we had a prophetic word from julian adams in september last year that the worship would go viral uh as i'm speaking Something like 5,000 people have viewed that worship track already. Please pray for it. Please share it if you haven't already. It's amazing and there's more to come. Uh, it's an opportunity for bringing prophetic words. Uh, it's an opportunity for sharing God with people. Uh, personally, my, my book, remember, remember, you remember, remember, any of you remember my book, and so many of you bought it, thank you. Uh, I got approached by Destiny Image that published Bill Johnson's book, and they are going to distribute it uh, in e-format worldwide for me. No cost to me. That's an amazing opportunity. Uh, I know someone else who started investing in the stock market when it hit absolute rock bottom. Smart thing. Open door opportunity. The FTSE index is now up about 800 points from that point. So look for your opportunity. Share your faith. See a miracle. Train. Prep for the next season. Invest. Look for how to build. And, and use this opportunity to build community 
however we can whatever the limits on us we can still build community still do togetherness and let's make the most of every every level of that as it is presented to us and let's encourage one another more and more and think about how to encourage one another more and more god bless you i'm really looking forward to seeing you in person